This is Entrepreneurs the Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. Yankees win! That contract extension was for $176 million. Touchdown! And a title for the Patriots! I'm your host and CEO of Sports One Marketing, David Meltzer. Dave Meltzer, CEO of Sports One Marketing, here with Entrepreneur, the playbook, and I have a young legend, which is hard to do. That's so <laughs> nice of you to say you young. Are a young You're lying already, but so, thank you. No, it's perfect. <laughs> Carrie Walsh Jennings, uh, superstar volleyball player, gold medalist. You know, I love a person you don't really have to give much background to as far as their athletic ability yeah but i really want to get into what is important to me kind of what makes you tick that's okay. why i call this that's the my playbook. favorite part too awesome well right. I, I want to start with you know you come from an athletic family yes right dad was a minor league baseball player uh-huh. and basketball player and basketball yeah. player and your mom played volleyball she played Santa volleyball Clara? and soccer i was just told at santa clara awesome. and powder puff football and and how did you kind of guide your way into volleyball um you know I played all sports growing up, um, and I found volleyball when I was 10 years old, and it was the first sport offered in the fall in fifth grade, kind of when you start grade school sports, and it was the first one, and my mom was my coach, and my best friends were playing, and I'm a sporty, so I just signed up. That was awesome. Yeah. Now, were you taller than all the boys when you were little? No. I'm a short guy. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I always know. To be honest with you, I was pretty average, maybe a little bit taller than average, but I grew very late. Oh, really? Like, I was pretty, yeah, pretty... Pretty normal. Um, I literally Not cried. Dennis Rodman, when he was twenty, he went from five eleven to six eight. Did you know no. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that awesome? <gasps> That's incredible. I've never heard I of asked that. Him when that he was must have been painful. I'm fifty now. I thought maybe if I had the same diet. That's or hilarious. I was hoping it would happen. So I wonder when the rest of his body, his emotion, and his mental is maybe Not on yet. that. Not yet. I like him a lot. No, I, I, I I've him. had some interactions with Dennis, and he's he yeah, seems he like a very authentic. Pizza, yeah, he supports our sport, which I appreciate. Yeah. But no, but I grew up late, and I always say that I think it served me very well because if you grow early in life and you're a tall athlete, you get away with the ugly stuff. And your fundamentals are not as sound. And I'm a big believer in life, no matter what you're doing, if you're a doctor, if you're a musician, an athlete, the ABCs of anything allow you to do the crazy XYZs and win gold medals and be forever relevant and great. That's the whole take care of the little things and the exactly. big things will take care of itself. That's awesome. Even now, if they're tedious and boring. Yeah. yeah. Now, you got now you got to go to my favorite college. And I, I love Stanford. They rejected me for undergrad and law school. But they're my, not perfect. No. My <laughs> biggest revenge is I get to speak there now. And I start my speeches saying, hey, you guys rejected me. But now you actually pay me to be there to listen. There you go. Full See, circle. See, there's revenge. There is revenge. But Beautiful. Was that your first choice in colleges? It was my first and only. Really? You know? Oh, yeah. If Must I, be a you nice know, life. Well, so I grew up. <laughs> Like literally 25 minutes away from there, Saratoga. Um, and my parents started taking me there when I was really, really young. You know, and I always say my one of the best things my parents did was they planted seeds in my head of what was possible. You know, they brought me to Santa Clara where they went, where my mom went. They brought me to Stanford. I would go watch the Warriors play, go watch the Giants play, and go to museums, all these things. And then my brain just went crazy. And could I see myself here? Whatever it was. So I think when I was maybe probably younger than six, I was on the Stanford campus. Um, and I started going to camps there when I was like nine or 10. 
you know? Yeah. And so that dream started very early for me. And they always said, if you want to go there, you can't just be an athlete. You have to be a great student. I was never an excellent student. I had to work hard at it and I was still pretty mediocre. Um, my athleticism got me into that place awesome. and it was my biggest dream come true. Like it was incredible. That place is literally heaven on earth. What's your, it is for me too. Oh, man. And my, my mom had six kids. Yeah. Five of them all went to the Ivy leagues. Three of them rejected Stanford, I think, because it was my first choice. Shush. And they wanted to say, oh, well, your first choice, we rejected. So they funny? went to Harvard, Penn, and Columbia. Oh, they're slackers. I think they did it. Yeah, they're Those all, elitists. They were, they were born, <laughs> I think, academically with what you were born athletically. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. But I athletically, always wanted to be uh, kind of nerdy. That's, ah, yeah. I get I'm nerdy, it. but not smart. <laughs> I, I, I'm just getting the chip off my shoulder, that the Ivy League chip, because I went to a small Division three school yeah. where I got to play football. So that Well, was good for you. See? You know, you it's give and take and you create what you want and i think that's rad that you went there and oh you know? and it, it works well but now i always ask what was your favorite thing about stanford because i didn't get to go oh gosh my favorite thing Too many it's things. just it's just the all-encompassing thing that is stanford like is it the student body because everyone has a, like either you're a great student or you're great at something I, that's why I felt oh my I gosh there, right? yeah no it's everyone, crazy so you went with like Howard Wright probably or he was the, there I, who, from Intel yeah, yeah. who is so wonderful I grew to up me. with and Howard you did yeah, yeah superstar and he's super um, unassuming and self-deprecating and yeah. he's a superstar I really appreciate him how about him. Kevin Tahan is it, not to nope. plug all my friends on oh, the show <laughs> he's a baseball player you a little, know, a I year was older. a freshman in 96 graduated okay. 2000 um, yeah. and I you know I think one of my favorite things about that that served me for my whole life is that I was surrounded by greatness and everyone there was a little bit insecure about their success. You know, they were always a little bit skeptical about how smart they were or brilliant they were or great performers they were because they were surrounded by so many people who like, you know, like great. everyone was great. And so yeah. you tend to kind of subconsciously compare. So I really appreciated the fact that the best of the best of the best were still striving to get, striving to get better. And they believed in more always. Were you scared? You know, I always felt like my friends that went there as athletes, were you scared that you weren't going to be able to compete academically when you got to the of classroom? Course. Oh, were, totally. Were How'd you overcome that? I, you know, hugest regret my time there is that I totally checked out. Really? I was so, I so talked myself out of being a great student. You know, freshman year is really hard for me to balance and get into it. And I got called out a couple of times in class and it was so embarrassing and degrading. And I just kind of tuned out. But Stanford, they don't want you to fail. They give you so many resources. And ultimately I put the time in and I, you know, got my grades. But, um, you know, I, I just, when you talk yourself out of being good or great or whatever, like you get what you deserve. And right. so I, I kind of set myself up for a tough time there academically, but I had a great time and I learned a lot. When I grew most at Stanford, I went to the 2000 Olympics. My senior year was 99 to 2000. So I took a three quarter, two quarters off of Stanford. When I went back, that's when I finally realized I belonged there. And I had a little more confidence because I had seen the world and I had spoken my mind a little more in different, you know, forums. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It just took me a while to come into my own. That's awesome, though. Now, you um, have started the Olympics. You know, this will be 2020. You're looking at maybe... It'll six, be my sixth one. Sixth one. And yes. I have a question. You've won gold medals, and yes. you've also failed in the Olympics when it comes yes. to being a gold medalist. And I know I talked to Apollo Ono, who I love, and he said, imagine being a speed skater and, you know, by a point oh 
0.01 seconds, a hundredth of a second you could lose yeah. your lifetime dream. And here you have your sixth Olympics. What are your expectations going in there? Is gold only thing that's going to make you happy or is it purpose driven? No. You know, I well, I have lived a couple Olympic cycles. Well, one Olympic cycle of only focusing on the end result. So in 2008, we were trying to, Missy and I were trying to repeat in gold medals. Never been done before. And I built this this vacuum of pressure that I lived in. I didn't care about the day to day. I only cared about four years from now. What are we going to do? Are we going to win? And if we, if we lost along the way, I was devastated and I would just carry it with me. We won a lot. We got to the Olympics. We won and I was miserable. My husband and I were like on the verge of divorce. Like everyone, everything that was precious to me was falling apart because I was so end result focused. And so I learned the hard way that you have to be mindful of the journey. You have to never take for granted. Like my husband is the number one thing in my life. And I totally took them for granted, you know, so I will never go back to that place. And so when we're talking to entrepreneurs and people chasing these huge dreams, like you have to, have to, have to pay attention to the life side of the dream you're building. You know, I'm in, I I did the same thing with money, right? I grew up completely poor, single mom, six kids. And the only time that we weren't happy is, you know, when she could afford to fix a car or so I started crying, you know, so I just want to be rich. And yeah. I, I touch so all of my of happiness yeah. to graduating law school, to you right. know, making this money. And then when I did, I was completely empty. It was yeah. like you. Yeah, you yeah. May, it, what some people think, I retired in my 30s, a multimillionaire. Some people would think that's their ultimate life right. dream, just like a gold medal. Yeah. But it's hard for them to understand that it can be the most empty time of, if you don't value the important foundational things in right. your life. Well, and it's never like that one result is going to make me happy forever because that is such, that moment is so fleeting. Like once you get that million dollars in the bank, that's going to go away sometime. And once I'm on the top <laughs> of the mountain in the Olympics, that's literally five minutes of my life. And then what's next? So if I lose myself and lose my purpose and my identity within these things that I'm, you know, trying to accomplish, then I'm screwed in the long haul. Yeah, you know? no doubt. And yeah. a million dollars does not last you, especially if you're married with three daughters. Trust or if me. You, yeah. And if you live in California or anywhere <laughs> or live in, in the California, world, these exactly. Days, or anywhere. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm going to tell you a statement of mine that I learned when I detached my happiness from the outcome. I learned that I would enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. Love no it. matter whether it was a husband or as an athlete or a non-athlete or a business person, pursuit. but that consistent, persistent and notice, you know, of course you're, people say enjoy the journey like you do, yeah. but what are the words consistent and persistent mean to you combined with that enjoyment of the journey? It's it. It's okay. like that makes the journey so fulfilling. Like all the masters, all the greats in anything are consistent. Michael Jordan was the best because he was so too. consistent. Yeah, he's so legit. And it's, I mean, <laughs> physically, obviously phenomenal. But his spirit and his desire to win and his persistence is like, he just has the intangibles times a million you know yeah. he is like literally a unicorn every single day of his life and so i appreciate that so much and the persistence it's like if you want something if you love something you have to consistently pursue it you have to be persistent in pursuit you know and it's just i think persistence especially these days people don't really have that a lot of times anymore the first door that closes in their face the first time you fall on your face you know a lot of people are like hey it's not for me you know or if it doesn't comes early so i think her easy so i think that is a great quality to have in life i know it's essential if you want to do anything big or meaningful in life um even a marriage you know you got to be persistent and gritty for love you know right. whatever whatever it is i agree now yeah. you seem and i'm going to take a, a stab at this you seem pretty spiritual to me yeah I'm, I'm a very i talk spiritual to god guy. every day yeah cool yeah. me too so yeah. you know what i wake up in the morning and i ask god to put 10 people in front of me that i can help 
That's my first prayer. And then I try to be of service. (laughs) So So what to you inspires you? Because most people, whether they believe in God or not, you're someone I can tell that you live an inspired life. Yeah. Right, an enthusiastic life connected yep. to what inspires you. Yeah, what is it that inspires you? Life <laughs> in general, anything. Oh man, I, like I just like literally, I had tears in my eyes. Look, I was doing laundry, looking out the window, and it was the most beautiful, like magical sunset. And I was like, <laughs> I'm such a You're sap, like you know. It's just, but it's Don't like there's so cry. many meaningful <laughs> things, you know. And it's like if you look for the awesome things in life, if you look for the beautiful, you're gonna see it, you know. And I was raised in that environment. You like it. Life is what you make of it. You know, own it, and um, it's a better life that way. Oh, yeah. that, that's so true. I was interviewing Gary V, who's a friend of mine. Yeah. You know, famous social media guy, sure. and he uses the f bomb a lot. And so I always say, you know, your trick is this whole f bomb thing. I said my trick is I cry. Ah, it doesn't, it doesn't I can work cry on, on stage, right? Exactly. <laughs> so funny. I was like, someone tells me, someone told me about their father and you know this difficult time, and all of a yeah. sudden I'm sitting there oh, just because so... I'm an empathetic. I totally. feel their pain. Yeah, yeah. Energy is beautiful, and I can cry and say fuck at the same time. I'm nah, pretty talented. Yes. Excuse my language. Me too. I, I have a in. terrible mouth. That's the best. Actually, no, I'm very impressed. You, I have so to introduce hard. you to my wife because obviously I have the same taste in kitchens and. And, and vocabulary like so. <laughs> and she's very spiritual yeah, she, 10 I years know. ago i wasn't Not mutually, mutually exclusive no it's no awesome way. in fact some people think that's a spiritual world uh word well supposedly they say that you're more honest if you cuss a lot that's i Which heard I, that too i kind of agree with I, and I, when i say f or whatever it's it's so not like as deep as it sounds it's just right. like it's not a, full of attacking like full thoughts of expression right it's yeah. not an attacking thought no it's more of an emotion so what do you do when your child uh, says the f word or if uh, i giggle <laughs> so my boy joey this is i have two stories my boy joey the first time he's like mommy can i say it can i say it i was like what do you want to say he was having a tough day he's like i want to say the f word I was like, will it make you feel better? He said, yes. I said, okay, go say it. And he says, shit. <laughs> that is awesome. That's, That's so good. Okay, I yeah. got you. It does feel better, huh? Yeah. And then um, the other day we're talking, because I've just been like, we're building this dream and it's so stressful, P1440, which yeah. I know we'll talk about. And it's so stressful and I cuss a lot. And so my kids are like, mommy, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> and so I go to bed and we'd say prayers every night and we're talking. And he's like, mommy, can I say, can I just say it, what you've been saying? And he it was like, I should be like, arrested right now for the things Child that came out services of this. Are now, coming yes, over. Yeah. I mean the S word, the F word. He said the B word. I'm like, I said that? Oh, uh, do as everything. I actually don't do as I say yeah. or as I do really. As I you guess. do. I think as you do. Now, I have the purpose 1440, which yeah. I love, right? I, I read the, the whole thing. The concept you love? I love the concept yeah. and the meaning, right? right? Because yeah. a lot of people try these lifestyle businesses yeah. and they don't have purpose. I mean, you caught me with at Hello, you know, they made the movie Jerry Maguire sure. after my Sports yep. firm, but 1440 so, every second of the day, right? Consistent, every minute of the day. Every minute. 14, every minute of 1440 the day. minutes in a day. Yep. And I tell people, if you want to be successful, look at what you do every minute, yep. then every hour, then every day, and, and be consistent and efficient with that. Well, yep. you have four real foundational values mm-hmm. in the P1440. Yeah. The first being competition. Yes. Tell me about the importance of that and how you derive purpose from competition. Well, per- competition is not a dirty word. It's not a bad word. And to me, it's made my life so rich and fulfilling and so full of personal growth. And so I believe competition is a beautiful thing to have in life. I believe if we're competing, I'm going to make you better and you're going to make me better. And so, and for me, the competition, just part of it makes me so excited at P1440 because it, competition is my life, my sport of beach volleyball. And right now the professional side of my sport is very sick. It's so healthy and everywhere else. So we want to be another element. We want to 
bring another piece to the market to ideally, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. So competition at the highest level is what we're after in the beach volleyball world. That's awesome. And that leads right into development, right? Which I believe a lot in empowering others. Yes. Right. And so your events which are going to be multi-age, multi-ethnicity, yep. economics. I love totally. it. It's for everyone. Yeah, it to- really and, is. And it really yeah. is. Yeah. So tell me about how you're going to develop talent, and it's not just beach talent or volleyball no. talent. No, no. Well, right. kind of on-site for the personal development part. First of all, we want our people who show up on-site to get dirty with us. Like, we want them to engage with us because I said this before, like, if you're reading a book or reading about this workout or this nutritional program, like, it's one thing to read it and it's another thing to experience it. And if you experience it, it's very much more likely that you're going to take it away and implement it into your life, ideally. So when we're talking about development on-site with us, it's like we are going to have best-in-class subject matter experts about foundational training, volleyball for sure, specific training, um, Pilates, yoga, mindfulness training, you know, like lifting weights, high intensity, you know, interval training, like whatever it is to develop the body, we're going to have on site and we're going to have a masterfully curated schedule so you can see what's comfortable for you. You know, a lot of people have no idea what it's like to like work on their core and the foundation training and to really get their posterior chain engaged. And, um, if you're cur- ages, if you're right? curious, show up. Everything Cute. that I do to be an amazing gold medalist, a five year old can do. It's different intent, you know. But yeah. the, again, the foundation, the ABCs of me. All the way me, to a ninety year old. Totally. Right. Yes, and I don't. I believe movement is magic for any age, and I believe if you're moving, if you're getting stronger, everyone in the world, I believe, should lift weights. It's just so good for you. It's so good for your psyche. It's so good for your body. Good for your metabolism. You know, instead of going and running 500 miles, which is ultimately going to make your body hold on to the calories because they think you know you're going, they need them for Starve, later. Right. <laughs> like build muscle, and then you want to eat more. You know, and feed your body more. I mean, do both. Do yeah. whatever suits you. But there's so many ways to there's do. There's the Buddhist so many side of it. Well, there's good advice, unless of course you don't want to do it. <laughs> That is not good advice for you. Well, yeah. yeah I well, love you that. know, I'm not an expert in anything but me. <laughs> me and too. I am passionately curious. And I, I just know that I want to keep going up. And you keep going up by trying new things, by being uncomfortable, by having people who are smarter than you come into your fray and listening to it. I, I steal all of my genius stuff from other people. And then I make it Amen. my own, right? Yeah. I mean, because nothing is original anymore. No, you just access you know? it. I, totally. I, way, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Which leads into... An obvious one, which is health and wellness, yes. which to me, you know, as more of a corporate business person who transformed 10 years ago when I lost everything, yeah. and, you know, had this beautiful spiritual wife that taught me the lessons of the universe. Oh. But health and wellness, I just even recently, a year ago, as I'm coaching so many people in business, uh-huh. I realized that, wow, I'm doing myself a disservice because my health was third. You know, family totally. was first, Absolutely. work was second, and my health was third. Yep. And I got, I'm turning 50. I just did. And I started Happy realizing birthday. a year ago, God, I'm a fat, soft old oh. man, and my posture was getting poor. Yep. And so I transformed my whole life by leaving work to go work out, yeah. changing my diet, you know, building more muscle. Yeah. And I did. I lost 40 pounds and gained nine pounds of muscle in a year, so slowly. Yeah. And they told me, we're not going to do anything that you won't do for the rest of your life. So anything that we're doing right. here, we're not going to do it if you can't do it every day or for the rest of your life. The stretching, the ART, all the different things they yeah. have me experiment with. So tell me about how you address the health, which I consider the most important. Yeah. If you're not alive or healthy, none of this other Total, stuff it, matters. No, exactly. So, and, and you're so fit. So give us some advice. Oh, well, <laughs> I just, I really believe in order to live your best life, to be able to feel the best inside yourself, you need to 
train or be mindful of your body, mind, and spirit. If you're only focused on the physical, you're going to burn yourself out. You know, if either Bruce Lee has this amazing quote, anything to the extreme is unsustainable. So if you're only going one speed, gnarly, gnarly, gnarly every single day, like your body will break itself. But if you're smart and you do the hard training with the soft training, you know, the, the weightlifting with the Pilates or yoga, you know, and if, if you're doing the mindfulness training and, you know, you're talking to whichever God that you subscribe to, even if it's the God inside yourself and, you know, just being grounded, that's beautiful. And then what you normally yourself with like even like from the things we drink to the things we eat to the words we read to the you know Thoughts the vocabulary we we, yeah exactly right, yeah. because that all of that has an impact you know positive or negative and it's like first for, for health and wellness it's like you're either preparing yourself to fight off disease or you're welcoming it in and that's based on everything we just talked about food um you know hydration Thoughts yeah. like those, you know, those are powerful yeah. things. They're the oneness. I, I and autonomy agree. is huge in life, right? And I don't want to have to rely on you to make me healthy and make me feel better. Like I would rather be preventative. I would rather take the measures and steps that I have in my hands. Like accountability is so beautiful. And if you want to live an autonomous life, you have to own your <laughs> I life. Gotta give her my book, Accountability. You heard that right here. I'll go buy. That's it. awesome. No, awesome. we brought it for you. I'm sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So P four fourteen forty. The last component is kind of the platform, which is sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. So tell us exactly the business side now of sports and entertainment, how all of these great things all aggregate into one event uh, for, I believe it starts this fall. In September in Chicago, 2018 will be our first event in our inaugural year. Our first year will go September um, of 2018 to June of 2019, and then we'll keep going July 1st to, you know. So we're going to have eight events starting in Chicago. Um, Yeah, so the entertainment bit, it's like people don't just want vanilla anymore. They want rainbow. You know, they want variety. They want diversity. We want to service everybody, the kids, to the singles, to the couples, to the, you know, people who want food and wine experience with and go drink a beer with their buddy and listen to music. We want the volleyball players. We want the people who are health and wellness junkies. We want the people who are personal development junkies, you know, and so that's why we're bringing in all these other components because we know if we're just have one hit, one flavor, beach volleyball, we're not going to be successful. And I think the people who are having success, who are doing the festival experience, the immersive experience are having very high percentage of success in their business models. You know, absolutely. We created a aggregated marketing platform for sponsorship because of all the dis alternative festival sporting events that we're involved with compared to the traditional stick and ball sports that we used to do. So we'd we'd love to give you some sponsorship and samples of that. Let's do it. Please. That wide variety. You know, we're not going to compete with NFL. We're not going to compete with NBA. Like we don't MLB. We don't even want to. There are institutions. And if they were to start themselves today, they probably wouldn't be successful. No. You know, it's gnarly, but they have the history and the legacy and it's beautiful but for us and if you're kind of a new emerging sport even though we're kind of you know not new anymore like you need to bring in these other elements and it's so exciting you know and it's like if you're going to be a top performer we want to show the world what it's required and people think beach volleyball players are just beach bums or athletes are just like you know like meatheads it's like no athletes are stoic philosophers they're literally reading seneca you know they're doing these things they are their own nutritionists they are own their own financial advisors you yeah. know it's like they're we have to know, exactly yeah. you have to be utilitarian in life and you have to you know have your own knowledge and so on site and with our brand partners and on our technology platform whatever allows me to be most successful in my life as an athlete a mommy a human being 
always working to elevate sustained excellence. That's what we want to give to the people. That's awesome. Well, last last question. Uh, I'm really excited, and I really mean it. We're happy to help with 1440 because I think I it's a great idea. Um, well, we have, we're going to have a speaker series, oh, perfect. and we would love for you to come Thank out you. and speak and share your wisdom. That That'd experience awesome. is invaluable. <laughs> I love it. I don't love it when people fall down, ever. Like right. I never want anyone to fail. I love when people get up. And it, even better in the Phoenix from the Ashes, like it makes my heart hurt that you fell down, but it's serving you well for the rest I'm of like your you. life. I'm like you, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. right? It re- I, yeah. I really, took me years to, I, I said it when it first happened, right. but like to really feel it and resonate with people, they know when I'm on stage yeah. that it, they, they get tears in their eyes. They feel it and they're like, wow, I can do this too. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, my shoulder hurt is no big deal. Or, no, you know, right. we had this yeah. kid from Oregon whose parents both were dead by the time he was 15. And then his best friend died, you know, as a kid from the movie, yeah. When the Game Stands Tall. Oh, the, yeah. And so, oh. but he took the same attitude. You know, this is just makes me stronger. Yeah, so last true. question, because you're such a wonderful person. I'm hoping that we'll continue a long friendship after this, which is my favorite part of this. Yay. What legacy oh, do you want to leave? The legacy The hell, hell F-B. Sorry. Shh. Oh, yeah. H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah, but you are. You, I mean, I have not had this much excitement in my office. Normally, I have, to be, I have to be honest. Normally, you, we have two cameras and two people. That's I hilarious. have filled your home, and I literally cannot say no. And, you know, Tatiana over there is like, you I have to. You guys want to be here? This is shocking. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to charge them. Let's be honest. Okay, I'm good. an entrepreneur. Well, give me a cut. We're good. You got it. 20% to you. <laughs> it's your house. <laughs> I'll pay for the drinks. All right. Um, I don't have a great question or answer for this. No legacy at all. Which is I certainly want to leave the place better for having been there. That's awesome. Across that's easy. Yeah, I'll take that. And good. Well, my in the sporting world. Yeah, I want to be known as the winningest of all time. Volleyball, not female, winningest of all time in the sport of volleyball. Yeah, and I want to be known as a four-time gold medalist. I want you to be known as a four-time gold medalist, right? and I already oh. consider you the best of all time. Well, I want to you know, be. That bronze or, hurts me. Does it? It does. I, it's like I'm not going to my sixth to try to fix that because it served me so well. Like, yeah. and I'm, I will still learn these next how forever about that. But um, I'm going to win. Good. You know, like, and I believe I can, oh. and I want to see the person I evolve into that will allow me to live a life where I'm exper- I'm living, truly living with purpose at my 1440, um, where I'm winning a gold medal every single day on my way to win a gold medal in Tokyo 2020, and where I'm engaged, you know, within my relationships deeply. Like, I'm just excited to do all that because I believe it's possible. I do too. I do. And I don't I don't know how. We're creating a collective belief for you. Okay. So the 1440, I will do it myself. Yeah. And you have inspired me. I am so grateful uh, for you to be on the playbook. Uh, This is Dave Meltzer with Carrie Walsh Jennings here with Entrepreneur The Playbook. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday when we feature another story on how a sports icon went from the playing field to the boardroom.